Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is? (laughs) We're in at... Double Deuce. Double Deuce, episode (laughs) 311. That's why we were playing 311 on on my phone. Old school style. We weren't even <laughs> we didn't even put it in in post production. No, that so was just could, that was right up at the mic action. Yeah, that's how we do it live. That's how we know you like it. So we did it for you, like you like it, because we like you, like we like ourselves. We like you, friends. Welcome to episode three hundred and eleven. I've been um listening to a lot of sleep with me podcast and so yeah. I'm do they do to, a lot of 311 on there not a lot of 311 but a lot of 311s more about grooving than sleeping yeah you can't really sleep when kids if you don't know what 311 was that's what they were into kids can you sleep to this no no that you can't sleep to that you gotta dance you got to you gotta dance Oh, oh, there we go. That's what the 90s was. It was a lot of dancing. We were, you had to dance. You had to dance to in the, the 90s. <laughs> Those grooves, not not undanceable. They were insatiable grooves. You were beckoned as if by sirens from the sea. Yep, yep. We, we, they did not command you to kill yourself upon the rocks. They only commanded you to dance. We and danced, it felt like a fair trade. And we tried to pay our rent. Mm-hmm. We had problems with our rent a lot, and mm-hmm. we danced a lot. And I had less problems with my rent in the 90s, because for most of that, I was living at home. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think I'm, for a chunk of it, I was too. Huh. Well, I guess I'm a little older than you. Then. Yeah, I wasn't dealing with rent until like 98. Well, now you've really ruined the vibe. So it was, uh, so, I mean, not for me. Like, it was a pretty solid vibe of, of not renting and not paying rent. Well, I guess you had all the more reason to dance. We didn't want, exactly. we didn't want to dance so much when, when we couldn't pay our rent. Yeah. I had that going for me. What was me. that Christopher Shin quote? Like, I, I know people with AIDS on the east side, and they're not dancing. <laughs> He's like, trust me, they ain't singing. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a little inside joke uh-huh. about a, a really moody playwright that we once had to do a, right. a stage reading of one of his plays. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him about Rent, the musical, which... Um, I mean, the, like, just musicals even in general. Yes. But that one in particular. Yeah, because Christopher Shin, he, like, flat out said, art is about pain, mm-hmm. and my plays are about pain, and people in pain, and mm-hmm. people talking about pain. They were. Um, and they were. They were. We, we read a play uh, of his, uh, Jeremy Amon and I, friend of the podcast, Jeremy Amon and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him just as Amon. That was, uh, was all about two guys who hook up at a masturbation club mm-hmm. and masturbate. 
and uh, and there's a narrator who just talks about how they were masturbating mm-hmm. and they masturbated while watching uh, other people. The, the person who, who performed that part in the in the reading was was your wife, Jacqueline. Well, she was not my wife at the time, no. uh, but she did read that part, mm-hmm. and we still laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really early in the morning too. It was really <laughs> early in the morning. Up. Still drunk, I feel like to go to that thing. We were very much still drunk. That was a was that was a hardcore conference. conference. Yeah, I feel like some of those conferences went harder than others. It's been, yeah. it was really the ones that were too far not to like. I feel like the, the the Kansas City ones didn't go as hard because I feel like a lot of times we just drove into them. We weren't yeah. like stuck there, trapped yeah. there. Yeah. This was at the cold place, wasn't it? This was at Iowa. Yeah, wasn't it? that was yeah. Iowa. Yeah. That was a good conference, but yeah. man, it was cold. It was the fuck. coldest place in the it's world. The coldest I've ever been in my life. They told us when we rolled into town that just the day before, a couple had dri- driven into a frozen lake, and the dude died instantly. And the lady got out of the car, up a- out of the water, took about three steps, and died. <laughs> Of exposure, and we believed it because it was mm-hmm. just that cold. Now that might be a lie. It might have been, but it was cold enough that we bought it. It was. It cold was they, I know they were it. having like record colds. Yeah, it was bad. I still associate Iowa with, with nothing but cold and masturbation. Yeah, that's those are the two things I think about when I think of Iowa. Oh, and Bennigan's three things I think about when I think about Iowa. Cold masturbation and mm-hmm. Bennigan's. I remember because uh, there was like a hot tub, like yeah. the, there in the middle of the uh, of like the. There's like a pool and a hot tub, and I remember we didn't have swimsuits, but I remember we got silk boxers at Walmart with like cartoon characters on them so that we could get in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like I, us. I feel like I remember throwing away some M M&M and M silk boxers a while ago. And I was like, why do I have these? Oh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, on sale. I don't remember. Anyway. I remember we had to go into the Walmart because we needed hats because we were dying. <laughs> yes. And, and because yeah, you could walk yeah. through the Walmart to get... Was there? Was it a village inn? There's, like, a village yeah, inn we going like to, just we're going down to the village road. Inn. Yeah, and we walked to the village inn, and then we walked back, but we had to walk through Walmart because... Mm-hmm. It was so cold that if you stayed and tried to walk down the frigid uh, side high of, of the highway, you would die. Mm-hmm. So we went into Walmart. We bought hats and silk boxer shorts. Exactly. We must have been like we must have. They must have <laughs> thought we were red hot chili peppers. Yep. Because that's all we wore. Anyway, that was in the nineties, so that, we weren't dancing. That was the nineties. Well, no, technically that wasn't, but. I mean, I know it wasn't, but I needed to blast it some more in that. Some more That's fine. Yeah. Apologies if you're listening to this, like, on the train or a bus or something, and so you being driven to dance occasionally by 311 is making things awkward for you. Apologies. Yeah. We probably should have put a disclaimer in it. Yeah, content warning. You know what? Let's put... I'm going to make a note. Contains hot dancing music from 311, because it's episode 311. It is. Sorry, I was writing notes, but I didn't want to feel like I left you hanging. All mixed up, you don't know what to do. Next thing you turn around and find the person is you. Thought a freak might be a thing, but the first could be the last. So just get off of your ass. Yep. The 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 prophetic words of the band 311 still with us to this day. Still uh 
is still relevant. You keep me coming. That is a girl that'll kill them stunning. I mean, mm-hmm. I think this has never been more relevant. I feel like 311 was maybe the pinnacle of, of, of the fuck around times we used to live in before we started living in the find out times we live in now. Yeah. Yeah, they really were. They I feel were, like that was, that was the height of Rome. 311. They were, they were the canary in the, mm-hmm. in the coal mine chirping away merrily mm-hmm. until, until 911 and then mm-hmm. by 311. Don't don't blame them. Don't blame they're forcing us to dance as as some kind of of uh, like it, like it blinded us to, to harsh realities just because we were we were forced to dance because of the rhythms. It's not their fault. They were simpler times. Yeah. Now we have those memories, and those memories will keep us warm in the times to come. You know what else is going to keep us warm? Unchecked climate change. Mm-hmm. That's going to keep us real warm. So I wouldn't worry about being warm. Yeah. I would say let's let those memories cool us down because they were so cool. Speaking of endless deserts and a constant hunt for water, it's time to talk about Dune. Whoa, what a seg! <laughs> Nicely played. Woo! It's the Dune seg. That was smooth. Oh, that was a smooth one. I'm going to trot around the bases on that one. I'm singing Dune to the mm-hmm. X-Files theme. Mm-hmm. Keeping the 90s thing going, but mm-hmm. but with, with some modern flair. Dune, 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 Dune. All right. So, first of all, everybody had the conversation in their head where they're like, should I go see it in the movie theater or should I just watch it on HBO Max? Maybe not everybody. Just people like me who are nerds who are like, I can't wait to see this. Um, I failed to make it to the movie theater because I had uh, my son's stupid field day yesterday where I had to go watch a bunch of stupid kids be adorable. And I got in the way of my dune. But Were I they did. doing, is, is, that, is it field day? That's weird. Like, I remember back east, like, field day was the last day of school where they just had you do shit outside. This is basically that, but they mm. do it in October for some reason, like well, cold field interesting. day. Yeah, I don't know exactly. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind the idea of like, do they do multiple a year? Then is that just like the fall field day, and they do like a spring field day or something? No, just the fall field day. That's weird. Yeah. Well, they don't expect anyone to survive the harsh winters. So yeah, no, I guess that's why you're like, let's blast. do let's do this before while everyone's still with us. Let's, yeah, so that we, we, yeah. the memories will carry us through. By, by just the like spring, the memories of three eleven are carrying us through. Now, exactly into this Dune talk. The spring, they're wan and haunted all of mm-hmm. the children. Uh, anyway, but I watched it on HBO Max, and I, I gotta tell you, um, I know that we, we, we started flirting when talking about it, but then made ourselves stop. But I, I'm 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 a fan, and I loved it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again, maybe tonight. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um, but but I think that we're, we're gonna go into a little bit more depth than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it on the HBO Max. I wasn't it wasn't something that I felt the need to you know, we should probably say, like, uh for me, Dune is I read it is in my teens once and I watched the eighties movie. I I watched it some there in my in my childhood into my but like I think I haven't touched either one really since my teens. I thought the movie was kind of delightful, but but I was never like I never loved it, and so I was never, I never owned it. 
Okay, so my my journey is uh, a little bit of a weird one. My dad said, you need to read this book, but the rest of the books are shit, so mm-hmm. don't even bother with them. And I took yeah. his advice. I never actually have read any further than the I mean, Yeah, I've never two. read the other ones. I've, uh, had, I've had them, uh, uh, John Ratzliff, uh, a good friend of, of, of ours, but hasn't been. We need to get him on here. We do. Five hundred. Uh, he's a big Dune fan, and I remember one night, like I was curious. He kind of like explained what happened in the books, like yeah. subsequent, and he was like, "Some of the books he loves, and some of the books he does not like at all." And so it was also interesting to follow the like. He'd be like, "This one's cool. This happens in this one," and then like in the next two suck, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so it was a nice like. All right, give me at least like a. If I ever feel like revisiting these books, a little bit of a, what, what should I skip right. <laughs> or only go to if I'm really feeling it? It definitely gets very, very bonkers from what I've heard. But mm-hmm. um, but the first one holds together as a self-contained novel. You don't have to read any further if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anybody who is going to watch this um, to, to pick up the book beforehand or a graphic novel adaptation. Um, because there is a is lot going on. Yeah, I think there is. Okay. You know, there, there probably is, yeah. um, but it, it's uh, it's certainly it's certainly a lot of material. And if you don't know what's happening, it can be kind of confusing. And this uh, this particular version does a great job, I think, of putting us in an immersive world. But it doesn't try to explain everything, which I like about it, but also I, can be daunting. I feel like I, I had mixed feelings about it because I I feel like oh, it's a, also, it's a, it can sorry. be a tight needle to thread, like expositioning and also world building through description. And it's especially hard when you're doing like a book adaptation like this, that has a fair amount of just narration of things like Mm -hmm. uh, of the world of like what's going on. It's not like people are always like talking about what the things are. And so I, I feel like that's a tight needle thread, but I, I feel like for me, I would have appreciated them trying to throw a little bit more in. Yeah. Just, I felt a little disconnected. Like, there's a lot of, like, I'm seeing a lot of the things, but it, as someone who was remembering things, like, as it's going, but has a hard time rem- remembering much about a lot of the details, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on with all the guys in the suits there again? I don't remember <laughs> those guys. I guess they're navigators. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of that where I'm like, all right. Yeah. that I don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I wonder... I would be interested to get the take of someone who, because also I'll say like I'm in, I'm into like that type of genre and that type of thing. So even though I'm not a big dude fan, it it is in like my wheelhouse, even if it's not one of my like things. But so I would be interested somebody who is like not familiar with Dune and not that interested in the genre. Like, what's their read on that movie? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's a good I question. I would be fascinated and, and to know that. I, I feel like we may have a few friends of the podcast who may be in that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and please, if you're in that camp, yeah. let us know what you think. Yeah, and if you haven't watched it yet because. It's only just came out. But. Hashtag Dune review, and yeah. I will. I will say I think we should probably have started with this, but that's okay because I don't think we've said anything mind blowing yet. Yeah, uh, a little spoiler. Warning. I'll put it up. I'll put it in the disclaimer about you're going to dance, but also Dune spoilers. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. We can't. It can't be all the '90s. You know, we have to ruin yeah. it. So Dune spoilers, and there um, may be some spoilers into the not covered in this movie part. For all I know, so, so if you're wor- real worried about that. 
Yeah, maybe like tread pause the podcast, go read the book. We'll try. We'll try back. to. I'll tell you what. We'll try to not. If we're going to talk about stuff past this movie, we'll throw a second level spoiler for you. If you want to hang out as we're talking more about the movie here at first, yeah. Like, you don't. You don't got to go, but but maybe hang by the door right now. Right. Right. And I, and I think anyone who's interested mm-hmm. in. In this movie, who may not have read the book, but maybe like, oh, I'm into this movie. Like, I really feel like before the next one comes out, you should do yourself a favor and go and read the book because it's about to get wild uh, in the second mm-hmm. half, um, and it will. I feel like be, the, yeah, be a little harder to follow. But that time, I feel like there's a lot to do in the second half <laughs> where I'm like, I kind of feel like you could have done a little bit more of that shit in the first half, maybe in some places. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I feel like the pace is going to be a lot more advanced in the second half or it's going to be like three and a half hours long because there's, there's a bunch of shit still to do. I, I'd like to start off by saying that I have a new uh, new actor uh, crush and that's Jason Moma. Um, he, oh, he's come up multiple times on recent uh, episodes of the podcast I know, that you I love keep, Jason I, Momoa I, I even though sometimes you forget how to say his last name. I totally forget how to say his last name. I call him a, a, I don't even know how no, I No, he's like it. one of the coolest guys living today. He is and, and he's got Immaculate vibes. He's got that Brad Pitt of thing of being like so good yet so attractive that it's really frustrating. It's like, why does God put humans like that on earth to make mm-hmm. the rest of us look like shit? And um and he's just committed. But at the same time, at the, at the same time, I feel like he doesn't want you to feel that way, and he's going to try his best to make you not feel that way. It's true. He's probably the guy he's, at the party who realizes you're not having a great time at mm-hmm. the party, and come and grab you and like, hey, I need you to help me do a thing mm-hmm. and get you into the party by sort of like just including you without you really knowing you've been included. Yeah, uh, like does that kind of? He's just he's a perfect human. Exactly. And I hope that he never does anything wrong. Mm-hmm. That I have to take that back or just go Ooh, i can't believe i said that that one time on that he's also podcast. like the like uh, he's the lisa benet went from uh went from what's his fucking name uh uh uh, uh, uh lenny kravitz uh-huh. and then was like uh what's better than lenny kravitz jason momoa there we go there you go there you go. I feel I mean, like, yeah, I feel like that 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 checks his street cred right there. I mean, that Lisa look, Bonet is like, I'm interested in this dude. Look at this journey. He was called Drogo mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. He's mm-hmm. been Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He's been a weird French fur trapper in that weird fucking French I've, fur I've trapper seen that show. One yet, but I'm aware uh, of it. You yes. know. Don't save yourself a headache. Don't. It was a bad show. He was the only thing that was halfway decent. Like put it at the. It put it last on the list of your Jason Momoa like it's, exhaustive it, watch. When I start the museum of Momoa, which mm-hmm. uh, will be coming shortly, I'm going to call it Momoa Moa. Momoa Moa. Momoa Moma. Momoa Moma. That's what I'm going to call it. There we go. Momoa Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> um, anyway, when I start Momoa Moa, um, that there's going to be a small section in the back by the bathrooms is going to be where Frontier mm-hmm. is featured, and then it's going to be like one shirt that he got. And I, I feel like, like you, that you get you can get some nice show. gift shop shit there because you can throw some fun Frontier stuff in the gift shop, and that's because kids will be like, "Oh, I want that Frontier thing. That yeah. looks cool." Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to focus too hard on the show itself. Exactly. You can get the merch. 
I feel like that's the Disney model. It's like they got merch for everything <laughs> except the racist stuff. The racist stuff is in lockdown. The racist stuff is gone. It yeah. is nowhere. It is hard like, to even find. Even if you wanted to see it. it. Here's the thing. It's around, but it's around in like physical film form. Like yeah. you have to yeah. watch it on a projector. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, okay. We've got about two and a half minutes left and we haven't. We'll go long. We're going to go okay. long. Okay. Dune, okay. Dune was really long. Good. We're going long. It's a really in long appreciation movie. of talking about uh, Dune. We, we need to. Take our time. So I guess, I guess my, its time. my overall thoughts would be as someone who is a fan of the book, uh, the first book, mm-hmm. and and uh, the David Lynch movie is one of my favorite movies uh, because I just think it's so fucking weird and wonderful. And, I mean, who doesn't want staying in a, mm-hmm. in a metal? I do feel movie? I need to do a reread and a rewatch because I feel like it. I have not, as a full-on grown-ass adult, not read or watched. And so I feel like I would probably appreciate them on another level now that I've it's it's time. And it, it well, the, the just the shot of Patrick Stewart holding a pug and mm-hmm. a machine gun, yeah, and, and screaming uh, and running out of a a, a, a a building into into a battle mm-hmm. is worth the entire movie. Yeah, like, right there. Yeah, there's right a lot there. going on on there that that is amazing. And I don't think we're gonna recreate that pug moment with the, the new one because it takes itself no. a little bit more serious. It takes itself very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this might be one of your critics. <laughs> it's at least a thing of like taking it yourself extremely seriously and also having a very deliberate pace. Yeah. Marry together uh, to like really, I like, I felt the, t- the time the yeah. two, I felt that two and a half hours. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like there's very little like release valve for any of that. There's like, Pretty much no humor abound around beyond like and Jason Momoa's like just raw charisma comes through. <laughs> right, <laughs> with a, right, right. It's a it's a real like if you look at a Star Wars, it's a real Han Solo rolling in, but it's like he only shows up for like a couple minutes here and there. Right. <laughs> He's just like, sorry, I gotta go. I got cool guy shit to do. <laughs> anyway, peace out. <laughs> I, I would I would totally in. watch the I feel like those, shit movie. I feel like if you like if you cut do a super cut of all the Jason Momoa moments in that dune, it's gonna be a hot clip. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ends with a whole lot of sword fighting. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Um I I, 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 I like that like, kid was good. Like I feel like every yeah, every time he was on screen I was fully engaged. Other other bonuses. I thought uh, Timothy Shamalamale did a great mm. job. I liked him. I thought I he- liked him, but I I do feel a little. There's a, a little like I, I don't know because because he's a he's kind of a little elfin boy man. There's a little part of me like he's he got a lot of intensity, especially with all the brooding they have him do. But when it whenever it comes time where it seems like he needs to like uh, command. Like the uh, the attention of like a group of people, I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. I, and so, but maybe at the same time, maybe they're not trying to really drive that home yet. I don't feel it beyond. I feel like there's the 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 the, the power about him, but I feel yeah. like it's a weird. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I feel I feel like the flash forward to like him like leading leading. The, the 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 I mean like in battle and doing shit like uh, there, there's a weird disconnect between that kind of flash forward and, and the guy we're seeing now and so I'm like can you get me there yeah can you get yeah. me too because even then because it, it's just kind of a glimpses 
I feel like, uh, yeah. I think it's a it's a really hard character because mm-hmm. he is a protagonist that things happen to rather than mm-hmm. than affecting things in his world. So it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to make that action that dynamic because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if things keep happening to you that are that are terrible, it's like your reactions become important. And he did do a lot of brooding intensity, but it doesn't give you any time to well, develop. There's any. a lot of time spent in this movie of people staring off into the distance. There's right. a lot of staring <laughs> off into the distance shots. Right. Or a lot of staring at people but not actually talking to people. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, so yeah, so it kind of becomes like the, the, the import of the thing, the few things that he mm. does do. Um, become that much more important, which is why I really felt like the one big flaw in my mind and the one moment they totally bungled was the, the fight where he kills the dude. Yeah. Uh, again, this is in the spoilers, but it's in the book, so whatever. Once again. Um, but uh, when, when he... when Because he, that fight is a big moment in the book because it's like, oh shit, he is actually into this now. He's mm-hmm. in deep. Uh, he kills this guy pretty much in cold blood. It's a yeah. murder. He does a murder. And, and they tried to kind of half-ass it and make it like, ooh, I accidentally stabbed him in the back while walking, walking by him. Um, well, yeah. there seemed like a weird, like... The whole that he keeps doing the thing that he kind of was doing with the duels with his like uncle, where it's like uh, doing the like I've I've killed you but I'm not actually killing you thing, yeah. and I feel like there was the weird like hey you have to kill each other this is to the death and it's like why didn't that come up at the beginning of this fight for one right it feels like maybe you mentioned, somebody mentioned that to him when he goes in that like <laughs> no yeah yeah you got to fight him to the death I well, felt, and, I and felt and like I, it was weird and then I felt like it was a weird. Uh, like her, like the mom explaining that he's like, he's never killed someone before. Like, I feel like I was not, it was like she had to explain to me what was going on internally within him. It reminded because it, me. Because there was no other way to connect it. It's like, are you explaining what he's feeling in this moment? Because I'm not sure what he's feeling in this moment. It reminded me of the fucking long ass speeches mm-hmm. in Casino Royale when the guy explained how Texas Hold'em was Exactly. Playing. But at the same time, he would, he would, he gave a pretty good explanation where she, where like generally in Dune, it's like you get a sentence that kind of explains what's going on. And, it, and it's like, okay. But it's, I feel like because you're to a certain extent on this in this in this foreign alien place it's almost like i need like two or three sentences though sometimes <laughs> or especially there where it's like if i can't track this guy's emotional journey and you need to explain it to me it's like that's maybe a, an issue right and also if you're going to explain it to me it would be nice if i could maybe see you explaining it like while we're seeing him like looking at his face maybe while you're explaining it, like focusing more on him and not on the, the people doing the explanation because we're explaining like somebody's emotional journey and not a card game. So I feel like there is a lot of that. I feel like there is a lot of, for me, there's a lot of like disconnect between these characters and a lot of disconnect between me and these characters. My last little complaint is, is that um, I don't know why it was so jarring to hear him call him, the Harkonnens, when everybody in ever has pronounced it Harkonnen. Yeah. Uh, not just in the last movie, but just in all the talks I've ever heard about Dune. I mean, I know that you got to make a little difference, but like Harkonnens, it just was an odd thing. But like uh, Sarsgaard's uh, Marlon Brando impression mm-hmm. was weird. It was. It was. It I, was I don't that think whole, it quite hit the mark. But at the same time, I do feel like that is a. That is why you get a Stellan Skarsgård to do that because that character, 
is there's a, there's a lot going on, but also not. there's a certain amount of like you need somebody who can be menacing somebody who can be kind of like you can roll into like what you're doing there yeah yeah anyway i didn't quite was weird i'm also like why why no why no sting character i can't remember that guy's name i feel like that guy's just not in this first movie at all and i thought that was weird because i can understand there's not a lot for him to do, but yeah. shit, there's not, There's almost nothing for Zendaya to do except look back at you with the sun setting behind her. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. And constantly. <laughs> he is having yeah. a, a vision of her every 15 minutes, <laughs> at least. I think it was in the contract. Mm-hmm. I think it's like she has to have a flashback or a flash forward every 15 minutes. Um, to the point where she's so omnipresent in these like repetitive flashes that I feel like when the two of them like then meet, like... I didn't, I felt like, I was like, there should maybe be more to this meeting now because you've been foreshadowing this, the whole movie, very deliberately. And, yeah, that and repeatedly. Was, that it was felt a, very, although, like I said, I didn't feel a lot of emotional connection between most of these characters, so that it, like, wasn't a difference <laughs> in the way it was set up, but I expected, like, maybe also because everything had been kind of distant, like, let's focus on then this one relationship now that they are have met but i didn't i still didn't like feel I, I disagree slightly about the emotional connection between the family i, I, I see that, what, that I see was there some about. although i feel like between the between the the the, the mom and the and the and the, the the dad i felt it less there yeah. i feel like the relationships between them each independently with him i did say i i, I feel those those are the only ones i definitely am like these i i can I can feel how he feels about each one of them, and I can feel how they feel about him. Yeah. But I was fuzzy on how they felt about each other, because yeah. there's only, like, one scene which is, about which it. Is, which is weird, because it's it's a, it's a not an easy setup, mm-hmm. and I don't think they ever even tried to address it. They, they, they don't. To the they point barely... where, like, the whole thing about her being, like, a concubine, they only address it by, like, one of the, the bad guys calling her that, to the point where, like, well, is it an insult? Or is that just... Because <laughs> that was the thing that I was fuzzy on. I'm like, wait, what was their relationship again? Because they're being weird about it. I feel like there's a, like I said, there's a lot of times where we spent a lot of time with like ships landing or people looking into the distance or people kind of in the same room but not talking where we could have maybe been talking a little bit more about <laughs> what's going on. Or even if it's like, because you open, you open the first scene on the like, uh, that like cold open with them attacking. Uh, and you've got like you setting up her narrating that it's like you can fucking keep a narrator going past the cold open to help fill in some of these (laughs) gaps a little bit or like we can even bump around in time we can flashback if you want to in in, within some of the like the like long establishing shots we could do a little like look back we could i don't know yeah i i definitely think the uh the the original uh movie did a, a a Way too much of those voiceovers and and, and, and that's uh, the thing is I feel like there's a happy medium. Yeah, you but can I, think there, I, think I feel like they went medium. too far in the other direction. Maybe yeah. for me to to be able to like maintain a especially like with the deliberate pace and then the like brief like uh, explanations or flashes or yeah. Uh, yeah. That well, was, should we? Uh, but should I we... do appreciate. There is still stuff I liked. I feel like uh, it. One thing, like it, it looks amazing. I feel like it for me. It's a lot of. 
It's a lot of pace of like, I feel like that movie could have been trimmed down or you could have filled it out more. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like emptiness within it that I wouldn't mind either like trimming down or filling in. I feel like that's kind of like was my ultimate like. This could be two hours or it could be two and a half hours and I have a better feeling Which of what's is, going on and have the, a little bit more interaction between these characters to make these relationships feel a little bit more lived in or clear. Which is interestingly exactly how I felt about Arrival. I really, mm-hmm. I did not like it, but I was like, this is way long for, like, mm-hmm. how many more big long shots of this spaceship do we need to mm-hmm. kind of see? There's a lot, there's a lot of Star Trek, the original motion picture vibes going on of like, let's look at a ship moving in space in slow motion for a while right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and, and I appreciate though, like there's a lot of within the, like he's like creating like a sense of vastness and openness in a lot of that. And I appreciate that part of it. I just feel like there are times where, Within that, you could still be like throwing some information at us potentially. I don't know if that disrupts the effect, but but for me, that effect was starting to lose its it, its power the further we went along. Like yeah. my mind was starting to like have a hard time focusing in that last hour. Yeah. No, I, I started. I, I feel like I started to lose it too mm-hmm. a little bit in that last. That There's last a lot hour. of when you're doing a lot of that deliberate pace and a lot of that is like I feel like it asks the audience to pay more direct attention and it's difficult to make an audience pay direct attention past a certain amount of time. Yeah. I remember like uh, in grad school going to like a lot of readings. I remember going to a long reading and like a teacher I had at the, that point was like, look, there is a maximum limit to how long you can do a reading because you're in a reading, you're asking the audience to, to a certain extent, listen to you and picture this in their minds. And at a certain point, the audience can't do that anymore. Like (laughs) it's impossible for the human mind to keep doing it constantly. (laughs) And so the mind is just going to start wandering and then you're going to start feeling the time. And I kind of feel like that this felt like a very long live reading and to a certain extent where by the, the end and by the end where important shit is starting to happen where like it's less, set up and more action, my mind was having a hard time keeping it all there. Cause it was also still not moving fast. Yeah. Like it could have, if they could have jumped the pace once like the attack happens, I would have loved that. Right. <laughs> if we could have shifted in the pace forward then, uh, like that would have been cool. But anyway, well, there you go. So I still, about- I still liked a lot of it, but then there, yeah, it was like one of those, like there's problems here for me. Tell us your thoughts. Yes, please. And and by by God, like I said, I would love to know someone who is completely foreign to any of this. And is, this is not your, like, this is not your, your, your vibe. Like, what do you think? Oh, and a big, big shout out to friend of the podcast, Molly Scanlon for the excellent picture of Nelson fighting a goose. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty I liked that she gave the goose a knife too, that it was, that was was fair. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Once again, though, I'm, I'm better with a knife than a goose. I'm going to destroy that goose. Well, that concludes... Oh, God damn it! Oh, God damn it! I had it on here, and now it's gone. What'd you... I was going to do a 311 wrap. you got to do a 311 wrap to I close know. it out. Just keep talking. We got heavy with that Dune talk. Let's, keep, let's, keep dance, let's dance keep out talking. of this. We got a 311 out of this. Um, 
Uh, you know, uh, you know, Josh Brolin also fun, but uh, kind of underutilized in that movie. Yeah, like, what the hell? Why don't you give me more Josh Brolin? I feel like that was a place too where it's like the the seriousness of it was. It's like every Josh Brolin line is like, uh, "You got to You got to be fucking. Got to be on your toes. You got to be. You, you're gonna kill you if you turn your head." Like it was a lot of like uh, I don't know. Like every line he said was very uh, of, of a certain effect. I, I, I was like, let, let this man live. <laughs> well, Gurney Halleck is a really fascinating character in a book mm-hmm. because he's kind of like a traveling bard uh, sort of. I can't warrior, remember. Does he die? Because I feel like he just vanishes in that fight. He, but I was like. He, he vanishes in the fight. Like early. Like early, like 311 mm-hmm. before their prime. Now we're dancing out. Now we're dancing you out of here. Mm-hmm. You got to trust your instinct, Nelson. You do. Let go regret. Yep. Oh my god, this is the video, and it's got one of the 311 guys on the ugliest bed I've ever seen. And he's got all his tattoos. Describe the bed. Take a very slung pan across the bed from a distance. uh, Imagine a bed from Fight Club. You're you're real close. It's like dirty mattress on the floor with a a sweat stained (laughs) sheet. Okay. (laughs) I don't think it's just sweat on that sheet. Probably not. There's some other stuff there. All right. Well, we'll leave you all mixed up. And dancing. Doom. Double. Double deuce. Sorry. Double deuce. Double deuce. I was sorry I was dancing. Yeah. That's why I didn't say double deuce right away. (laughs) Double deuce. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at DoubleDeucePod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. Good episode.